What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome back to the Tour Junkies podcast. DB here. I got my uh, my Wild Leap vodka soda podcast Ooh, nice. juice. Um, Pat Perry, co-host. What's your podcast juice tonight for the Valspar 2021 betting preview? Drinking a little beer here. Mm. Yeah. A little, little yingling uh, golden ale, golden pilsner. Uh, brewed right in in producer Sam's backyard. Um, actually, oh, producer Sam hasn't hasn't come on to say that yet. Actually, in his basement, uh, it was it was brewed in his basement. The uh, the hops mm. stayed right there in his basement. Um, yeah, you know what? We're back. We took a week off, but we're here. And uh, oh, the people, your boy Joe Kepps wants to see you chug that beer on camera, Pat. I think you should do that. Mm, I'm not gonna chug the whole thing. I'll give it a good go though for a, a you know. For... Oh, well, that's. Why would you do that? Like that—that that is lame. Who wants to see? Oh yeah, hey, hey, can you really take down a third of that beer for me, real quick? I'd love to see that. You know, like what? I'm not a big. I, I'm actually not very good at chugging beer. Like you know, like if you were in, if you went to college or in like high school or whatever, like you went to spring break trips or whatever in Panama City, and like, like people like just to, to like, get I never AIDS? Went, Did you? <laughs> why would you? Why would anyone by choice go to Panama City? Did you do that? I, that no, I have never been to Panama City. Well, I have been through there, but I've never been there for like spring break. That's where people go for spring break, DB. I know you lived where a, people go to a get sheltered AIDS? life. I know <laughs> no, you lived I a sheltered life growing up. I went on spring break. Uh, I did not go there. I did not go there. People go to Panama City for spring break. Are you what? What planet do you live on? I mean, I guess the planet that that wants to wants what doesn't want my pecker to rot off. So where do you go to spring break? Do you go to um, like to church camp or something? <laughs> uh, did you spend Did you spend spring break like uh, high up in the mountains somewhere? I where went, they I went to like Hilton Head. Were, I, I went to Hilton Head on my spring break. I don't know what to tell you. So okay. Well, anyway, bougie, so there's bougie. people. That, the whole point was there are people that are very good at like chugging beer. Like they have some sort of thing. They like can open way the their esophagus. Like their esophagus can just open up and they just, that beer just flows through them. And I can't do that. Like I'm not, like I, I don't know what it is, but I'm not very good at it. Yeah. Anyway, um, that was a good intro. We are, you know what I forgot to do in the DraftKings episode is uh, say that we're presented by Fantasy National. So there you go. Oh, we, are, yeah. we are presented by Fantasy National. And you can head over to fantasynational.com slash TJ and get you a membership, uh, get your membership to that. You know what I mean? You can get a weekly membership, a monthly, an annual, annually membership. You can get you an annually membership. And uh, that's where mm. we get all our stats. It's the best stat spot on the interwebs. You know, the best one, best one. Um, you can get all the strokes gain data. You can get course history, recent form, lineup builders, optimizers, head-to-head matchup betting tools course breakdown stuff, all that over on fantasynational.com slash TJ to get 20% off any membership level that you choose. We've been using them for like four years now. Our trusted source, good friends, good people over there, and all the data is licensed by the PGA Tour to them, so you know it's good. Mm-hmm. So there you go, fantasynational.com. We are back. We took the Zurich off. I'm glad we did that. We went and played TPC Sawgrass, a stadium course. I did a podcast, kind of an impromptu podcast. If you missed that, you can check that out wherever you listen to podcasts. It is not on YouTube, but it is on, uh, it is on audio. I just recorded it in my car. The audio is terrible. But I kind of gave you, uh, let me see. I gave you a behind-the-scenes look. I pulled the curtain back a little bit. I lifted my skirt up for you a little bit. Um, showed you my flowers. You know, that's what they used to say to, about, just showed you my flowers. Um, and, I, you know, I talked a little bit about Pat personally I told you some some secrets about pat a little bit about myself a little bit about chalk bomb ben uh chalk bomb ben talked about producer sam and kyle and the props network and talked about the business of tour junkies and the future of tour junkies talked recapped our round at the stadium course it was a very fun episode see uh, in the youtube chat right now chilukin 247 said it was a cool listen db hey nah. it was a cool He's- listen He's, he's susceptible to having the wool pulled over his eyes, apparently. <laughs> what, is it, what does it mean to be a cool listen? Hey, that was a really cool, was a cool listen. 
Um, anyway, that's a podcast we did that we did we did do. You know, I, I'm a man of the people, Pat. Honestly, I am. I mean, I'm not lazy. Like, you know, I didn't just take the week off and just sit on my just sit on my on my cheeks and just do nothing. I said, you know, the people are used to getting a podcast delivered to their inbox every week. And I'm going to give them one. So I did. I gave it to them. And I delivered it, and it was yeah. good. Good for you. I took the week off. Yeah. We also played Sawgrass, got humbled. I talked about that. Um, it was a fun week, is what it is. All right. Let's get into this a little bit. Um, the, the golf course. We're, we're talking about the Valspar. Copperhead, Innisbrook. Uh, we, we know this golf course, right, Pat? But, but we did have Caddy, John. Radhouse on the show on the DraftKings preview. If you've not checked that out, go listen to it. Go watch it on YouTube. We did have him on the podcast. He told us a little bit about the golf course. You're going to tell us a little bit about the golf course, but before you do that, people are going to go ahead on YouTube and give us a thumbs up. Hit it. Hit the like button. Hit the subscribe button. We'll wait. Go ahead. Nope. Hit the thumbs up and hit the subscribe. Yeah, right there with it. Took you took you four four tenths of a second to do that. Thank you. And then also comment. You know, the Zurich was last week. Comment what we, we asked this in the DraftKings show. Uh, no, wait a minute. Hold on. Let's see. Yeah. Yeah. Comment what you think the best walk up song would be for me and Pat. If we were a team at the Zurich, what would be the best walk up song for us that you think we should have? And if you commented the same, if you commented the song on the DraftKings show, do it again on this show. We need the comments for the algorithm. Comment, comment, comment. All right. Do that. And while you're doing that, Pat is going to talk to you about the golf course, and he's going to tell you what Caddy John Radhouse had to say about Copperhead. Yeah, so Innisbrook Resort this week, Copperhead course, playing 7,340 yards. It is a par 71. You got Bermuda grass, tee to green. They do, uh, they have overseeded it with POA, but I think we've got the Bermuda, you know, almost in full bloom, you might say, coming out here mm. as we've had uh, definitely yeah. some warmer weather in Florida uh, and in the South. Uh, this typically plays as one of the most difficult courses on tour and the thing about one of the things that that john talked about that i thought was interesting was that it's not like a t- typical florida course like you got a lot of undulation uh you know there's there's a you know it's not like flat like you might think as a matter of fact it may be more i don't want to say augusta like because not a lot is augusta like but there are a lot of undulations on the at augusta national things that you don't typically think for a southern course but you get that here uh at copperhead so i think that's interesting you got tight tree-lined fairways uh so look i think driving accuracy is something that is you know is something to look at and you know caddy Radhouse mentioned that he said that uh, he does think you need to be accurate off the tee but you there's a lot of these a lot of these guys he talked about they're going to take less than driver off the tee they're not going to hit driver on a lot of these holes uh now one of the things that's interesting about this course, for a par 71, you got four par fives and five par threes. Very unusual. Very weird. Uh, not something you typically see here. That's like having uh, a third got, nipple. You know what I mean? Like to have that many. Yeah, it's like, that's weird. That's like, yeah. That, it, have you had, played so, a course personally that had five par threes? I mean, I played a par three course that had five, at least five par threes. Well, yeah, I mean like a real course. No, like a, no, like no. A, but that's a heck of a not like a not like a partial course or a short course. But I'm talking about like a real course with five par three. I have not. This is an unusual layout. But either way, he talked about the par fives. You know, you look at par fives and and you think, okay, we got four par fives on the course. Uh, par five scoring might be a thing. I don't know if it is a thing this week because he said really like the like the first solar the first par five is pretty reachable. But the other ones, it all comes down to your drive. Uh, and it's it's going to be you know kind of case by case you know considering where you are off the tee and how long you are but it's you know it's not like all of these par fives are that gettable I mean really one of them is and that's about it um, I do think it's going to be playing and and John uh, agreed with this a little bit different uh, now that we're in kind of early May late April as opposed to where we typically play this course which is in 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 the spring early spring uh not the late spring like we are now so it's going to be be playing a little bit firmer a little bit faster um but uh he talked about scrambling being one of his important stats i i don't know about that but i mean you know he is caddy john he knows what he's talking about um so that's something to look at they are small 
they are smaller greens, which you do typically want to look at some scrambling when that happens. Um, what else, TB? Did I mention anything? Did I did I miss anything? I'm sure I did. Um, you know, if I, you could also go back to the uh, DraftKings preview. Uh, yeah. to the DFS preview if you, you want to hear John because he gives some great insight on the course and his personal experience catting here. Or you could also go ahead and go to tourjunkies.com and join Golby's Nut Hut, which mm. is our Discord um, private member chat where not only can you have 24-7 uh, chat conversations with various golf addicts like yourself talking about betting and playing DraftKings on the PJ Tour, uh, chatting it up with me and Pat and, and uh, Chalk Bomb Ben. But also, every single week on like Tuesday or Wednesday, Caddy John goes in there and he types up on the Caddy Info channel. Uh, he types up a real nice, uh, real nice breakdown and some thoughts you know, from his brain, who has been on the PJ Tour for nine years caddying. So he's going to give you his thoughts on the golf course and, and kind of what he's looking at, what he's looking for. And you can bounce some ideas off of him, too. It's good stuff. And it's only $10 a month or $90 for the whole year to join the, the, the Nut Hut. It's insane. Friendships are being made. Money is being made. You can join the, the Nut Hut Listener League and win a chance to come play golf in Augusta, Georgia with me and Pat or Savannah, Georgia with me and Pat. Play some fantastic golf. We'll, ta- we'll treat you to a nice little, uh, nice little golf trip here if you win that. You get 20% off all your Tour Junkies merchandise purchases. It's a fantastic deal. We're probably losing money on the deal, honestly. Uh, so head over to TourJunkies.com, check out Golby's Nut Hut, and uh, hear what Caddy John has to say this week and every week in the Nut Hut. It's good stuff. Yeah, Pat, I think that's about it for the golf course. Uh, I do want to let people know because we got some people that need to, they need to, they need to upgrade their shaft. You know, it's time to upgrade your shaft because your shaft is busted. Mm. It's broken. It's dusty. It's dirty. It's bendy. Uh, it's got all kinds of problems. And so you got a bendy shaft. If you got a, if bendy, you got a bendy shaft, you need to fix that. You, it might be too late. Honestly, it might be too late, but in case, uh, it's not. Fujikira, our friends at Fujikira, the most played shaft on the PGA Tour uh, this season. And when you're betting on players to win on the PGA Tour, a safe bet is that they've got a Fujikira shaft in their back. The new Ventus Fujikira shaft is the number one shaft model on the PGA Tour, and it's been used to win on all three U.S. Tours. That's the PGA Tour, the LPGA, and the Champions. And guess what? Also, it's traveled overseas and won on the European Tour, the Ventus has. Notable players using the Ventus. Oh, oh, you mean who's using it? A guy named Dustin Johnson. Ever heard of him? Great shaft on that guy, I've heard. Rory McIlroy, he's okay. Jordan Spieth, think he's a guy. Uh, Adam Scott, fantastic. Handsome devil, great Mm -hmm. shaft on him. Sergio Garcia, a Spaniard shaft. I mean, who doesn't like that? He's using the Ventus. He's doing his thing. The Ventus is available in three models with a wide range of weights and flexes from any golfer if you're, or a tour pro to a weekend warrior. So we want to you know, help golfers find the center of the club face more often for better consistency and distance. And the Ventus with Velo Core is the performance standard for club fitters. So if you want a little bit of that, if you want to upgrade that shaft, daddy, you need to find a local fitter. Or, or head over to FujikiraGolf.com. You can go to FujikiraGolf.com and go to the little uh, online tool and find your local fitter, the closest to you. And check them out on Instagram also, at FujikiraGolf. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason you should be hitting any wood, one wood, a three wood, a four wood, a five wood, a seven wood, a heaven wood, a hybrid. If it ain't a Fujikira, I don't know what you're doing. You're probably giving up strokes. So that's just facts. That's... The kids say that's big facts. That's what they say. The kids are putting big in front of stuff. I don't know if you know that. And, you know, people say that it's not. Some people will say, some, some people might say it's it that the shaft doesn't matter, but the shaft matters, okay? Like, <laughs> let, let's, just, let's just go ahead and say that. The shaft matters absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. It's getting inappropriate in, this, in the chat, and, um, and I don't know how it's getting inappropriate. People are... People are twisting words or something. I don't know. No, um, we're talking about golf. We're talking about we're talking about 
Anyway, let's go on now, with the picks. We do have a really big announcement, but before we do that, oh, I want to talk about I a little bit. About that. I do mm-hmm. want to talk a little bit about the betting board. Let's 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 hit the top of the betting board, then we'll come back to the. We have a huge announcement. Huge announcement. If you uh, if you've already listened or heard the DraftKings preview, you've already heard it. But for those of you that only listen to this, we're gonna have to hit it again. You're gonna love it. You're gonna be like, what in the world is going on? But let's talk about the top of the betting board here. Let's look at uh, I don't know. Let's look at like the forty. To, let's let's go up to. Let's go up to like 40 to 1 and shorter, Pat. Starting here in the shortest range, you got Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Corey Connors, Patrick Reed kind of leading the way um, in terms of the betting favorites. Now, you know, primarily we're looking at DraftKings, Sportsbook, we're looking at points bet. It is, uh, there's a few discrepancies here in the numbers. You can get, you can get Corey Connors at 20 to 1 on points bet right now, which, you know, I mean, I don't know that Corey Connors. I, I, I can't justify paying or, or or having the same odds as Patrick Reed when you're Corey Connors because I just feel like Patrick Reed is going to close the door more often. Which on DraftKings, Reed and Connors are both eighteen to one. On points bet, Reed is seventeen to one. Connors is twenty to one. That makes me feel a little bit better about it. I mean, what do you think about? We didn't talk about Patrick Reed on the DraftKings show, but from a betting perspective. The win equity that he that he always carries at seventeen to one. What are your thoughts on uh, on Patrick Reed? Now I looked here over the last five years. I, I looked at strokes gained ball striking at the Valspar, so just at Copperhead over the last five years. Strokes gained ball striking. That's off the tee and strokes gained approach combined. Patrick Reed is thirteenth in this field in ball striking over that time period. He has two runner-ups here, a 7th, a 38th, and a miscut in his five attempts. He checks the box in strokes gained scoring in windy conditions and difficult conditions, which you know we tend to see play, play here at, at Copperhead. But yet, we didn't mention him. What are we going to do here? What are, we, what are we doing with Patrick Reed? I, I, I don't mind Patrick Reed here. I think, you know, the number is probably about right. So I don't think there's any, like, value you're getting by taking Patrick Reed. I mean, he's he's 18-1 uh, to 1 on DK Sportsbook. He's 17-1, to 1, I think, on points bet. Um, I, I just think the number itself, to me, is just... I don't know. There's nothing off about like when I'm looking at numbers for for betting purposes, I, I like to see where I might gain an advantage versus other books versus whatever, like versus, you know, just like the field, everything else. And I just don't think you're getting a whole lot of value out of out of out of Patrick Reed here. Um, OK, but but you got to You got to pick one. OK, I give you Patrick Reed at uh, at at 18 to one. I give you Corey Connors at 20 to 1. I give you Paul Casey at 22 to 1. And I give you Victor Hovland at 25 to 1. Which one are you taking? You can only, I'll go you can only Connors pick. at 20 to 1. So I'll you think Connors. So, so Connors get, you know, you can get him 20 to 1. Like, I don't think the win equity, like take out the win equity. Everybody want, you want to talk about that too much. Like I, I get it. Like, yes, yeah, so you do want the winner. But I think that right now, Connors has better win equity despite the fact that he hasn't won as much as Patrick Reed than Patrick Reed has because better of the win equity? Yeah, I do. Wow. Win equity to me is not just the fact that somebody has like past history of winning. Like you can actually like I think factor in like future win equity. He has better win equity this week than Patrick Reed does based off the way he's playing. Uh he is playing great. Listen, I love Corey Connor. It's not like Patrick Reed is playing poorly. In fact, he's won since, I mean, he's won since Corey Connors has. He's, he won at the Farmers at the end of January. Then he finished ninth at the WGC. Then he finished 22nd at the Players, eighth at the Masters. Like, it's not like he's not playing good. This is kind of the thing with Patrick Reed. Is everybody kind of, it's like you whitewash how good he plays. And then all of a sudden you look at it and you're like, damn. I mean, I, it, it's just shocking to me that we didn't, neither one of us mentioned him. And he's, pl- he's in great form. He's got a great record here. 
I, I guess maybe it's because he doesn't check a lot of the ball striking boxes that these other guys check, but obviously he's a great putter. He, you know, he's a good scrambler. Maybe that's what it is. Like, Connors is such a ball striking stud. But you can't really argue with the form with Reed either. I mean, yes, Connors, I guess if you really, you know, if you're looking at the last, you know, five, ten events, strokes gained, he's probably, he's definitely gained more than Reed, but it's not like it's bad. But he's, he's a one-time winner on the PGA Tour, right? Well, it's interesting. I mean, it's an interesting how, how long has he been on tour versus how long has Connors been on tour? Well, obviously a lot longer, but I mean, Patrick's won multiple times since Connors won. I, I don't know. I just like the 20 to 1 number. Okay. You asked me who I, what number I like better. I, I like the 20 to 1 number on Connors more than I like the Patrick Reed 18 to 1 number. Pat, we're debating, okay? Actually, since Connors has won, Reed has won three times since Connors has won. That's interesting. I mean, overall, there's no debate. I mean, like, like their careers are different. I mean, Patrick Reed is a major winner who's, you know, it's, it's a little bit different. I just like the number better on Connors, 20 to 1. I mean, that, okay. that's really all it comes down to. Who else you like up here? Anybody? Um, on the shorter odds, um, I like Abraham Answer at 30 to 1. I was just about to ask you about that. So... I see it, and I'm like, yeah, I like that too. Is Abraham Answer ready to win a golf tournament? Is he ready? And and I think yes. And are we ready to bet a first timer if he wins? Obviously, if you're betting him outright, are we willing to bet a first time winner at thirty to one? Which feels a little short. It feels a little short. I, I don't. I don't love the number. Like you talk about value, and you feel like you don't. You're not really getting it for Patrick Reed. At, at 18 to 1. I don't really feel like I'm getting it for Abraham Answer either. I mean, he's definitely a great player. He does check all the boxes here. He's in fantastic form. It's just a matter of will he close the door in a field that's pretty decent? Like, this isn't a terrible field. And he's definitely come close. You know, I'm looking at top five, f- fifth at the Amex in January, fourth at the Shriners in October couple runner-ups, one at the Heritage last year, one at the Amex uh, last year as well. Uh, another runner-up at the Northern Trust, which is a stacked event back in 2019. I mean, so, you know, he's been there a little bit, but can he close the door, and am I willing to pay 30-1 to 1 to do it? Like, who else is around him at 30-1? to 1? Scheffler. Yeah. Like, that's kind of interesting. Uh, which you and I both cannot get Scheffler right. Sung J.M., I don't know. Like when I look at answer, I almost prefer him in DraftKings. I think because I don't know that he's. I've seen enough to believe that he's going to close the door. See, that's where I, I don't. I don't understand. Like when you're looking at, you know, like why not? Like why would you not bet bet a guy who hasn't won yet just because he hasn't won yet? But I'm looking. Like, all right, so like, let's let's you look want me at to this answer. Year. Or are you just going to okay? Let's look at this year. Okay. Well, because you talk a lot, so now I'm going to talk. Okay. Because <laughs> I watch a lot of golf, and I, I think oh. you do. But oh. maybe you haven't seen some golf this year. I, I Joel Damon won for the first time this year, didn't he? Right. Yes, love it. Okay. What about uh, Matt Jones, who did not win for the first time, but he won in a long time? But you're okay. missing a key factor. You're, I see what you're doing, but you're missing a huge factor. What factor is that? Value. What you just talked about with Patrick Reed. So I'm just saying, all I'm saying is, I like Abraham Answer. I am tempted by, by him. I, I'm scrolling down the list, and I'm looking at his name, and I stop. And then I see 30 to 1. The difference in Joel and Matt Jones is they won at triple-digit numbers. So I got him at a triple-digit value, right? And so it just feels like good value. Whereas I'm looking at Abraham Answer, and I'm seeing guys like Sungjae, who've won on the PGA Tour. Guys I don't like, think Joel was a triple digit. Maybe number he wasn't in, in that in that field, but he was a what was he like sixty to one, seventy to one? He was probably forty or fifty to one. He was above forty. He was at least fifty. But anyway, I'm seeing better value for my buck. That's all I'm saying. So when I'm looking at the names around him, I'm going, okay, is there is there better is there better value here from 
someone who's an experienced winner on tour who's been down the stretch on a Sunday and closed the door because I believe there is something to that. You can you can say you think that's crazy and whatever. I I, I See, think I there's something to that. I don't put that. as much into that. I, I really don't. I put more into it as we get shorter here. And 30 to 1, I'm starting to think about it. Like, it just doesn't – I'm starting to think about it. Because, I mean, like, I hate Scotty Scheffler because I can't get his ass right. But 30 to 1 seems like a, a better value for a guy like Scotty Scheffler than Abraham Answer does. Jason Kokrak. What has Scheffler won? What the fuck has Scheffler won? Whoa, 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 whoa. We're trying to keep the F words out of here, Pat. What are you doing? Why are you getting I, all... Has Scheffler won a golf tournament? No, but I guess I just he just feels like a he just feels like a bigger stud. And he's contended in majors and he just feels like a bigger deal. I guess that's all it is. That's probably all it okay. is. I mean, f- right. top five Either at a WGC, way. top five at the tour championship, top four, fourth place at the PGA. Uh, he's got a ton of top fives, top tens, and, and in big events. That's all it is. He hasn't won. That I can remember. No, he hasn't won. Um, but that's it. He should have probably won the match play, but that's that's neither here should've nor won there. The match play. Anyway, dang, dude, okay. you okay? Are you are you? How many Yinglings have you had? You're already f bombing me here. We're like twenty six minutes. I mean, into I this. usually f bomb way earlier in the DK show. Like we we aren't a, a again. Let's go back to the church and stuff. We aren't a church show. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Anybody else up to fifty? Betting to one? on cough. Sorry for cussing. Uh, anyway, I don't have anybody else. Oh, wait, let me think. Hang on. No, I did like, I liked Louis Eusthausen. I liked him at 35 to one. I thought that was a good number for him. I like a lot of the shorter odds guys here at this course. Yeah. Um, guys that are, like you said, um, do have experience, do have winning upside, things like that. I think answer has that upside. I think Usi definitely has, obviously, uh, despite, you know, ruining his team's chances last week. But I do like him there. And then Sun JM. Nobody's talking about Sun JM at 30 to 1. I just said Sunjay. his name. I just said his name. Well, I wasn't paying attention to you because you were talking about your so, stupid theories and shit. So, oh, so we're arguing, we're debating, and and you're just not listening. So that's what it oh, is. Well, not, like but then you're gonna you when but I then you're gonna like F bomb me. But then you're just gonna yeah. F bomb me. Okay. Yeah, but sometimes you you start talking about stuff I don't really want to listen to. <laughs> Okay. Um, okay. Well, I like Jason Kokrak at 40 to 1. Um, he's appearing to be rather chalky on DraftKings. So if you're looking to play him there, I don't know. And I know his number has shortened on DraftKings. He opened at 40 to 1, dropped to 35, but he's still at 40 on points bet as of this recording. It may be getting lower. So you might want to jump on that. But Kokrak loves this place. Um, and obviously he's a PJ Tour winner. He can he can get it done. Forty to one. I like that number. So I like yeah. him. I like your. I like Patrick Reed. And I mean, I like the answer play. I'm just playing. I'm just playing a little devil's advocate. I'm just. I'm talking out loud, working through my issues with Abraham Answer. That's all I'm doing. I, hey, look, I'm here to help you with your issues. The <laughs> issue is I just look at it and it's hard to pull the trigger on it because it just feels like I'm not getting value. That's all it is. It just feels like I'm not. Now, that doesn't mean you don't bet it. Like, just because you don't feel like you're not getting value doesn't mean you don't bet it. I mean, it's not like, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess he's a, I guess he's appropriate. I, I do think he's appropriately priced, maybe. I'm not saying he should necessarily be longer because he does check all the boxes here. This is way too much time on Abraham answer, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel like I'm getting a deal, you know, and I kind of want to feel like I'm getting a deal. So I guess that's it. Uh, speaking of a deal, Pat, we have a big announcement to make. Uh, we've been working on a little something. We've been working on a little something. And we have, uh, we have a big announcement. We just announced it on the DraftKings show. If, you're, uh, if you watch that, you can probably fast forward a few minutes. But uh, we are, on May 6th, going to drop the first ever special edition one of one Tour Junkies NFT, non-fungible token. Not non-fungus token. No, this is a non-fungible token. Yeah. Pat, what's a non-fungible token? Hmm. It is something out there in the, in the 
<laughs> in the world in the stratosphere that you can buy that like it's it's got um it's got tokens and bitcoins and stuff attached to it oh, and it's like okay. a it, it like floats in the universe and so <laughs> if you have if you have a non-fungible token like you have it's not like a showbiz t- token like if you go to showbiz, showbiz. pizza Showbiz. Was that? I thought that was only in Augusta in the eighties. Wait, wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. Zach Morris, timeout. You are not describing an NFT by using a Showbiz token. There is no one here that has heard of Showbiz that did not, unless they grew up in Augusta in the eighties. Because I'm sorry, because Showbiz was like bought out by Chuggy Cheese token. Like you can't use it. You can't like uh, if you buy an NFT, you're not buying a Chuck E. Cheese token so that you can play a game. Like it's a, it's a um. Kyle it's right actual, now is Kyle right it's now. It's an actual is. asset. Like that took. Like you know when you had the Showbiz or the uh, the Chuck E. Cheese token. Like you thought that thing when you were a kid like had some value to it, <laughs> even though it really didn't. Like the NFT yeah. actually is a token with some value. It's not like a. It's not like a Showbiz token. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> As Pat likes to say, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the NFT thing is you know, it's taken over the interwebs. If you're on Twitter, uh, you've probably heard about NFTs. NBA is doing a lot of NFTs, the NBA top shot. So we just thought, you know what? Who cares? Let's just do something fun. Let's have some fun with this. Let's capture some tour junkies moments, both past and f- present and future. Let's have a little fun. So, you know, an NFT is basically, think of it like a piece of art, okay? It's a piece of art. It could be a picture. It could be a video. It could be uh, a video with audio. It could be no audio. It could be a GIF. But basically, it's something that is a piece of art that we put out there, and we, we put it on the blockchain, which is kind of the, the crypto, like, record-keeping source. Think of it back in the day if you collected baseball cards, like, you get a, you get a, a special baseball card, and it would have a certificate of authenticity. The, the, the blockchain kind of gives you that. This is, a, this is a certified tour junkies issued one-of-one one NFT piece of art that you, if you win the auction, could be the proud owner of. Think of it like that. That's kind of that's how you think about it. I don't know what the hell Pat was talking about, but think of it like that. And, uh, and and so we're we're gonna launch a series of these. We're, the Bohm Collection is what it's called. It's called the Bohm Collection, and I want to show just a screenshot for the people of the first one. It's called Par and leave that up there for a minute. There, uh, their producer Sam. This is Par Infinity is the title of this piece. Now you're seeing a still shot here on the screen, but it's actually going to be a video, a high definition video that's going to loop, and it's uh, it's me and Pat taking our our good friend Golby through the the ether you know through through the world into the the wide landscapes that have that that are that are the golf betting betting scene it's a beautiful piece we're only issuing one there's going to be one proud owner of this and the auction goes live on may 6th that's next thursday it will last 48 hours you could be the proud owner look at that look at that right there on the screen oh you can have some you can have you, it's like an art artwork piece right there. It's like, is that electronic? <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. So that was that was an example, maybe you know, because we're gonna send this to you. Maybe producer Sam, put that back on the screen there. We're gonna send this to you also in a in a special frame. It's a very special frame that will loop the video on loop, right? And you could put that in your office to show off to your your coworkers, or put it in your man room. Or uh, put it in your kitchen and make your wife feel real weird and trippy. Or, um, you know, uh, you can put it in your car because you can charge the frame and it'll last up to two hours on its own. You can put it in your car and that'll just, be, that'll just be looping me and Pat and Golby right there with you. So you'll have a hard copy of it, but you'll also be the proud owner of it on the blockchain. Uh, you can, now, if you're wondering, how do I bid for this? How do I bid? Okay. So on May 6th, when the bidding opens, uh, on May 6th, when the bidding opens, you will have 48 hours, and the bid will be the, the auction will take place on OpenSea.io. That's O P E N S E A dot I O. It's a very popular website for buying, selling, trading NFTs. Okay, we have a page there. 
You can go to tourjunkies.com slash NFT to find out all you need to know. Links, everything. Frequently asked questions. If you're scratching your head, like, what in the world is this? Why am I buying this? Why do I care? All that is there on the frequently asked questions section on tourjunkies.com slash NFT. But on OpenSea.io, you will submit the auction, your bid. You cannot pay for this or bid on this with a debit card or a credit card or PayPal. It's only on crypto. It's only through crypto, and it's got to be Ethereum. Now, if you're not a crypto person, that's okay. Neither was Pat until like 10 days ago. Now he's addicted. He's literally waking up at like 3 a.m. checking his crypto wallet. Uh, but anyway, ETH, Ethereum is a popular cryptocurrency, um, and you can buy Ethereum on apps like Coinbase, which is a popular one. And then you have to put, you have to have a wallet, a, coin, a crypto wallet, like MetaMask is one that OpenSea works really well with. All of this, you can find links to it, explanations on tourjunkies.com slash NFT. It'll help you understand things. You can look up YouTube videos about it. It's fun. We're just doing it for fun. Whatever it goes for, we don't care. It's just going to be a good time. We're going to have a good time with it. And this is not the only one. This is not the only one. This is all part of a collection. The Bohm collection is not just a flash in the pan. It is going to be fantastic. We're going to do no more than 18 different pieces in a year. And each piece could be just a one of one or it could be a multiple, you know? So we have another one that's coming for all you Pat lovers out there. All you people who think Pat is your general, is your commander. We have Pat's Army, the NFT coming out. There's a screenshot of it right there. It's actually a video. It's going to be another looping video. And the video is amazing, actually. We're going to issue 10 of these. So you can be the proud owner of 10 editions of this beautiful piece right here, that piece of man right there. Look at that piece of man. And you're going to get to maybe see his, uh, what's underneath that, that skirt right there Pat's got. That's going to be fantastic. So Pat's Army, more details coming out on that very soon. Uh, and we're just going to have a good time with it. We could par- we're looking to partner with some artists, some different brands, caddies, golfers, whatever. We're going to have a good time with it. It's going to be fun. We're looking forward to it. So head over to tourjunkies.com slash NFT and check that out. Yes, Mark in the YouTube comments says you could wear it around your neck like Flava Flav. That would be really cool. Actually, you could do that. You could do that. I've seen the frame. You could do it. And it would just continue to loop. Um, you could go as, in a, as a Halloween costume as like the world's biggest Tour Junkies fan. And you could say, hey, this piece of art right here, I own on, on, on the blockchain. It's mine. It's got my name tied to it. And when you buy it, you can actually sell it again. You can sell it and make money on it. Maybe, maybe years from now, it's worth way more money because we've like exploded or something or Pat, maybe Pat dies. You know, a lot of times artists work becomes more valuable after they're dead. Picasso, uh, Michelangelo, Pat Perry. If he died, the NFT probably worth more money. Honestly, if we're honest, that, that's probably, that's probably a good read. Pat, what's your blood pressure numbers, cholesterol numbers looking like? <laughs> uh, you know, I have, I have lost my cholesterol medicine. I haven't taken it. In like oh, oh damn. You like, better hurry up. boo boo. You better literally get like, I mean, I could die like tonight. And you better- just, but I, well, let me wait till May 7th. I'll wait yeah. till May 7th. Yeah. You better get uh, May 8th. It, auction ends May. It's two, it's 48 hour auction. Yeah, Sorry, yeah. May 8. Yeah. Yeah, you better get on that. Um, you I, better... need, I don't like this talk. This talk makes me nervous. I don't want to. Right, let's get on to some gambling talk. All right, check I'm that a, out. You know. com slash NFT. Oh, God. That's, that's some fun stuff. You know, people are going to make fun of that, and people are going to say we're crazy, but we're really we're having a good time with it. We're having fun with it. NFTs are wild right now. It's the wild, wild west. Look, that's the thing. It's like look, crypto, look wild. man. Look at like, wild. Like crypto, man, like like people don't understand it, so they don't buy it, and then they lose out. It's the same thing. Like if you don't understand an NFT, just because you don't understand it doesn't mean you shouldn't buy it. Dude. <laughs> Actually, like I shouldn't really say that. Like you should understand what you're buying. <laughs> hey, Pat. But what other people what you, is tell the like, people what you do for a living. <laughs> yeah, but let, let me let me rephrase that. Yes, you should understand it. That's why we have tour junkies slash NFT. But what I'm saying is, like, don't just discount it because you don't understand it. Like, like, learn a little bit more about it and then decide whether or not you're going to discount it. Just like people do with crypto. They say, ah, crypto, I don't understand. I'm never going to buy it. Well, you may be missing out. So there you go. What do you do for a living, Pat? I don't, I'm, I don't do anything for a living. I do tour junkies for a living. Let's move on to some gambling. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, Pat's a financial advisor if anybody wants to know okay 
Uh, you gotta right. understand what you're buying. Okay. I um man, there is a all right, fifty to one. Let's look at like this kind of mid range here. I, I I like a lot of um a lot of potential potential cats here. Let's see. Um on on points bet right now. So I mentioned Kograk at forty to one on points bet. Charlie Hoffman is at fifty to one. Um, I love this little mid tier spot here. He's a fifty to one on points bet. He's forty five to one on DraftKings. I mean, he's been playing great. Good ball striker. Let's see what Charlie Hoffman. What has he done in twelve rounds here at Innisbrook over the last five years? He's thirty ninth in ball striking. Okay, in, in this field, it's not not terrible. He gains strokes in difficult conditions. Gains stroke in gains strokes in the wind. Coming off at 18th at the Heritage, runner-up at the Valero, um, 18th place finish here in 2019, 11th back in 2016. Kind of a mixed bag here at the Valspar, but I mean Hoffman's an interesting play at 50 to one. PJ Tour winner, they're on points bet. I like that. Chris Kirk also on actually he's on DraftKings. He's a little better number on DraftKings at 55 to one. I'm going to keep riding the Chris Kirk train. He continues to play very very well. Ball striking is there. Doesn't have a great record here, but I think he's a better player. I think he's a different player right now, so I like Chris Kirk. And then I love Max Homa. I think Homa is probably one of the better values on the board. I know I know Homa is not known for his Bermuda putting abilities, um, but the ball striking abilities of Max Homa and the uh, the, just the recent play has been very, very solid. Uh, and I, I guess I say recent play. He has, he did miss the cut at the Masters, but I kind of expected that. It was his first year. I kind of get it. He missed the cut of the players, but the players was, there was a ton of carnage at the players. I mean, think about all the big names that missed the cut of the players. I kind of toss that out. Tenth place at the API. Uh, won the Genesis. Finally, finally broke through there. I don't know. I like Homa here. I think uh, I think he presents some nice win equity, and I like the value at seventy to one on points bet. He's the better number. And then finally, before I get to the triple digits, or I let you go here, I'm gonna go Keegan. I gotta go. I can't. I can't not play Keegan Bradley. He's at eighty to one on DraftKings, seventy to one on points bet. I mean, Keegan's just the ball striking's too attractive to pass up. Um, He's just tough to he's just tough to avoid. Let me see what is his record here. I mean, he checks every ball striking number. It comes down to the putter. Checks the box in windy conditions. Checks the box on difficult courses. So that's good. Here, kind of a mixed bag as well. Just never putted well here, but that's typical. Uh, but what's interesting is Keegan has gained strokes putting in three of his last four events. That's weird. Talk about weird. Who knows if he's going to actually win? He hasn't won since 2018. Maybe it's a good top 10 bet. I don't know. But I feel like he's been close. He's played so well lately. So I'll give it a run at 80 to 1. Well, in this mid to, uh, you know, mid range here, I'm with you. I like Keegan there at 80 to 1. So, uh, and the only other one I had was uh, Cameron Tringali at 50 to 1. Yeah. He's at that number on both points bet and DraftKings. Uh, so, doesn't matter which one you want to go to. Now, here's the thing with Tringali. Now, it doesn't have a great history here. I think he's missed like the last three cuts. But I do, I love the form. I like the stats here. And I just feel like if he wins, which I, he's been kind of trending towards maybe a chance to win, like I don't want to not be on him. And, and 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 at least not put something, you know, on Cameron Tringali because I do think he has a chance to win here. Uh, just fantastic when it comes to the stats. I mean, top ten in the field in ball striking, you know, great in approach, fifteenth in the field there. Uh, top ten in par five scoring, also checks the box around. I mean, literally across the board, he is just as solid as they get for this course. So I like Tringali there at. Uh, at fifty to one, and then for me, it's uh, going into the uh, the triple digit numbers. How much how much better do you think Tringali is than, or or how much better do you think Abe Answer is than Tringali? Uh, I think overall Answer is a much better player than Tringali. I, I think Answer's game is one that we could see 
you know, play well for years. I mean, we saw him play, you know, he's done well in, in majors. He played well at the Masters, and it was the fall, I know. Um, but I feel like Tringali is just like, I, he's got kind of the hot hand right now. I don't know if he's like, like to me, he is a high 6K, low 7K golfer, if you're talking about like DraftKings. Like, so like, he's like a guy that's like a triple digit, you know, so 100 to 150 to one every week golfer that is right now playing as a, you know, 50 to 61, 60 to one golfer. Like, but I don't think he can keep that up. But I'm, I'm gonna, I would ride that right now. Answer, I oh, think, you is would ride it, huh? Damn, yeah, dude. Uh, answer to me is one that's like consistently going to be a better golfer for a longer period of time. What's What's kind of crazy is like Tringali. Tringali's kept his card for a long time. Like when you look at how long he's been on the PJ Tour. Without losing it, like he's 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 played a ton of PJ Tour golf. Like he's he's had a long run at it. Um, it does feel like lately he's been the hot man that uh, because he he seems like he's been a little more consistent lately, which I think he has. I think he's in maybe the more consistent run of his career. I I, uh, I don't know. I mean, I kind of think you know. I don't know that he has that much. I don't know that he's that much worse than Abraham Anthony. No. What is wrong? Why with are you? we having these conversations tonight? It's I think Cameron it's, it, Tringali. I think it's like, interesting. And Abraham answer like no. I, okay, it's totally like I'm trying like, to help people. people. I didn't. I didn't like give you the third degree about all your picks. I just say okay. You said this and I'm gonna say I'm gonna Chris Kirk and Chris Kirk and Chris Kirk <laughs> and I said a Chris Kirk. And I didn't make an argument against. I just said, "Fine, Chris Kirk. You like Chris Kirk." I'm trying to help people I'm manage. I'm trying to sit here and say that I like Abraham Answer and I like Cameron Tringali, and you got to sit there and like. Well, let me see. Cameron Tringali's been on tour for 15 <laughs> years, and he's kept his card all of that time. I like. I swear to God, I'm just trying to make a good batting pick. Like that's all I'm trying to do, and I'm trying to make an interesting show for the people because I'm just trying to I'm trying to help people manage their units a little bit, and I'm thinking if I'm if I'm a better, I'm looking at this going, I don't really feel like Cameron Tringali is that much of a different golfer than Abe Answer, and I get him at almost double the price I think in the Abraham betting. Abraham Answer's a better golfer than Cameron Tringali. So that's all but I'm I like doing. Them both as far as betting is concerned. That's all I'm doing. I'm making a little bit of debate content. Daddy, you ever heard of like pardon the interruption or like skip and skip and Stephen A? Like there's always a little debate. Nobody just wants to wants me to go, here are my picks, now what are your picks? And then you give your picks and then I'll give my picks and then you give your picks and then we say I bye-bye. Know, but no, but, I so mean, I'm Cameron giving a little Tringali's debate. like one of the most uninteresting players on tour. Like, like you could have picked somebody else. Like I was about to talk about. Well, no. All right, button it up. Else. Button it up. Triple digits and longer. Go ahead. All right, three guys that I like triple digits. Denny McCarthy is a hundred to one on points. Love bet. It. I love Auto him this bet. week. I know you like him as well. Bet him before it uh, goes down. It gets shorter. Get him. Yeah, it's going to get shorter. The caddy, caddy John Roundhouse. Rat Rat House. Uh also liked him on the DFS show. Um he's already then, eighty to one on DraftKings. He's hundred to one on points bet. So he's already getting shorter in draft on DraftKings. Yeah. And I also like uh, a lot longer than that, Chase Seifert at two hundred and fifty to one. A guy that I think is just totally mispriced when it comes to DFS. You look at his uh recent form, it's been fantastic. I think this is a good course for him. So I like Seifert. As well, and then you know, I think Seifert had. Um, didn't he have a chance to win at the Honda? Was he was he third on a pretty difficult course? Who are we talking um, about? Chase Seifert. Uh, he finished third at the Honda. Yep. Uh, a flyer play for me, only because I just feel like this is going to be uh, a good. It, this should be a great course for him. Um. And I just want to say his name because hmm. I love his caddy. Okay. And I think he's a good dude. JT Post in 175 to one. <laughs> I don't think on so. DraftKings. I don't think so. Okay. All right. That's shout out. Shout out Aaron Fleener. Okay. Uh, I think TJ After Dark is going to be pretty lit. Um, 
Okay, I agree 100% on, on Danny McCarthy. I'll give you two more. I Okay. In 10 rounds over the last five years at Copperhead, he is 17th in strokes gained ball striking, okay, including first in strokes gained off the tee at this course, despite being one of the longest hitters on the PGA Tour. And, you know, this being a place where long hitters tend to club down. Luke List is 175 to 1, and I am going to have at least a little bit of a unit on on Mr. List, okay? Uh, his, his, his record here, T16 in 2018, T27 in 2017, it's possible, okay? Anything's possible. Luke List, it'd be a, it'd be a long shot, but uh, it is what it is. He's also 6-1. Luke to one. List never wins I know, anybody. I know. Money. No, never he wins, wins people anybody. money. He just doesn't win golf tournaments. Uh, he's 6-1 to one as a top 20. Probably a much better play. 6-1 to one as a top 20. Also, your boy Chase Seifert, I wrote down as a top twenty. He's what'd you say it was like two fifty to one outright? Two fifty to one he's outright. He's five to one. Uh he's five to one for uh a top twenty, which is interesting because he's longer outright than list, but shorter in the top twenty market. Say Seifert's probably the better bet, honestly. Uh, we talked about this on the DraftKings show. Safety, he's kinda safe. He feels kind of safety. Safety Seifert. Isn't that what we said? Yeah. Safety for the six K range. And then finally, apparently a guy that I talk about all the time, according to you. But uh, Tom Hoagie, I feel like, is ready to break out and break through one of these days. Mm. Will it be at a tournament like this that's kind of a difficult track with you know, a pretty decent field? It's probably not going to happen. But mm. do I think that he, he could? He's got the chops, maybe. He's never played well here, but I think he's a much better player than he has been recently. He's coming off of a T22 at the Players. He's coming off a T12 at the Valero, a T25 at the RBC Heritage. He's fifth in this field in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds. And uh, yeah, I think Hoagie is interesting at 200 to 1 on points bet and 5 to 1 as a top 20 for, uh, for Hoagie. So Hoagie and Seifert, 5 to 1 top 20, I think is, is interesting there. I like both those numbers. Uh, Hoagie can get hot. If you give Hoagie the right... Like, we'll see how it looks when it comes to the weather draw. But you give Hoagie the good side of a weather draw, and he comes out first-round leader, and he's going to be hot. He will back up and then end up finishing top 20 for you at 5-1. to one. I, I feel that. So be on the lookout for that mm. to happen. You feel that? You yeah, feel I feel that it. in your loins? <laughs> I feel it in my plums. <laughs> um, yes. All right, so that's that. Oh, God. All right, Pat. The Tour Junkies After Dark is going to be real interesting. I can tell. Pat's had a few too many yinglings right out of Producer Sam's backyard. It's all pissy. We take thank one, you, Producer Sam, we take, for your... Thank you thank for your you, service, Producer Sam, for, thank for you making for the, America's uh, yingling. Your hometown's beer. It's a great beer. You know, we have one week off. Pat thinks that it's all... It's, you know, it's just not about content. It's just all about him and his thoughts. Oh, people like my thoughts. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. May your screens be green. Go check out the DraftKings show if you haven't already. Leave a comment on the YouTube channel. Hit, a, hit the thumbs up. Hit the subscribe button. Thank you very much for the support. We're pumped. Let's have a great week. May your screens be green. May your betting cards be effing awesome. See you. Out!